Greetings, folks, and welcome to Blipcast, episode 60, the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast. I think I fucked up the intro, but whatever. I'm Daniel. And I am Katie, Lady Lammy's case with the K Mesmero, the 25th yep. PhD, yeah. a.k.a. Benny Little K. I'd like to first uh, start off by saying, uh, on behalf of listeners and myself, I'm glad you murdered the landlord or whatever and got rid of that beep thing, because I don't hear your smoke detector okay. anymore. Okay, I didn't tell you what happened. No, you did not. <laughs> We have not had follow-up on the dreaded beep. Oh, my God. All right. Well, so we were trying to figure it out. I was I was searching through a box, and um, I don't remember what I was looking for. It's entirely irrelevant, but as soon as I opened the box, I realized, oh, that's an old carbon monoxide thing. Wait, oh, and it was yours? It hasn't been plugged in. Oh, the battery's probably dying. So it wasn't a neighbor at all. It was absolutely your fault. <laughs> and I told the landlord that, and uh... he didn't even answer. <laughs> <laughs> what oh was, my God. Was the initial email or call to the landlord something like, you need to fix this right now, and then you had no. to backpedal real hard or something? Not at all. It was like, um, so we keep hearing this beeping noise. Can you ask any of the neighbors if, like, they have an alarm going off? It was like, you know, it was super, I don't know, genial, I guess is a good word for it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I haven't had to backpedal or anything. It was just like, a, here's this problem we've been having for two weeks. Oh, it was all my fault. <laughs> I completely forgot we even had it, so I didn't even think to look for it. That kind of makes it perfect, actually, because then it's, uh, <laughs> well, the problem solved now. You're not waiting right. on them breaking and entering into some sort of room to find it. Exactly, yeah. Well, goddamn it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Hooray slash goddamn it. Anyway, that's, other, that's... other than digging through boxes, are you unpacked now? Or are you fully moved in and uh, whatnot? Oh, okay. I don't think we're ever going to actually unpack because we don't have enough room in the apartment for everything we have. So, I don't know. We're either going to have to move soon or it's just all going to stay in boxes for the rest of the time that we stay here. How soon is soon? Because you just moved. Like, at the end of the lease. Like, next year. That's not so bad, I guess. I was thinking, like, I don't know. November? No. (laughs) No, uh, that would... No. I don't want to break a contract. That kind of goes against, like, you know, everything I'm <laughs> trying to do here. How How's that going, by the way, the uh, the law schooling? Uh, you text me that you have a midterm every week. That's not how midterms work. Well, what do you mean? Because well, we have three different, like, uh, main curriculum classes. So, yeah, it is. So. I thought these were all for <laughs> one class. <laughs> I don't know why that made sense in my head. Well, I mean, sort of. For torts, we have midterms. I think we have like four midterms or something crazy like that. Um, but I think it's because she likes to spread the um, the points around. So it's not all on one test at the end of the day or end of the semester. Um, but so, okay. <clears throat> Last week... We had a midterm for civil procedure, which is the hardest class. In the world? Probably, actually. Oh, no. Because as a 1L, like, you don't know anything, and civil procedure is... Number one, it's got all the, like, really stupidly worded cases, because it's all, like, Supreme Court, and they're all, like, high and mighty with their vocabulary (laughs) and their grammar structure. So, like, you can't understand what they're saying to begin with, but then, like, the concepts of personal jurisdiction and subject matter jurisdiction are kind of just, like, really convoluted and very... It's not it's not common sense law, like criminal law and tort law is. So, by the way, time, huh? By the way, you've been saying tort like I know what that is. Oh, a tort, a tort freezer is, like, if somebody Tortoline. hits you. 
So like it's basically anything that isn't criminal is anything that isn't criminal law is a tort. Kind of. So like if somebody You don't even you, know. Well, no, I mean cuz there's also like bankruptcy law and like patent law that that kind of stuff is different and that's also like only for the federal government to deal with. But like if it if if you I don't know. I don't want to go into like a three-hour lecture about it. So just like tort law is anything that isn't criminal law, right? So if somebody uh, slanders you, that's a, that's a tort. If somebody like hits you in the face, that's a tort. If somebody steals your horses or trespasses on your land, that's a tort. So my like... hor- wait, wait. How are they going <laughs> to steal my fucking horses? Why? Why? What do they want to do with my horses? I don't know. That's that's their problem, and that's exactly why you'd bring them to court. Although, even if they had a justification, I don't think it would, because it's stealing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um. So anyway, it it's the hardest subject, at, that we have, and we had that as our first graded midterm. Plus, we had an essay due for legal writing, that ended up being eight pages. And now, this next week, we have our other, like, the final draft of that same paper, plus another midterm for torts, plus another midterm for crim. I don't like this. I I don't, yeah, I, sometimes I wonder why I did this. (laughs) (laughs) Are you having a good time? I, yes, I enjoy learning it. It's just I don't like the stress of, like, having to pre-study. Like, I want to just push that off until the end of the semester so I can just enjoy learning about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, poop. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing good. I've kind of got nothing really going on. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of prepping for work shit and... I'm doing you a te- haven't gone to any concerts or anything? Oh, funny you should say that. Uh, <laughs> I went to, I think, two since we last recorded. Oh my god, only two? Yeah, it was supposed to be, let's see, one, two, I think it was supposed to be four, and last night just kind of fell through. I was supposed to see Gojira and never got any <laughs> word back about getting in, and then I was like, I kind of got some stuff coming up I should probably save for, so it also worked out that way financially. Yeah. But I saw Devin Townsend and Between the Buried and Me for the 11th time each on Wednesday. And that was <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I'm seeing them for the 12th time each tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Their tour routing's weird because, like, I've seen Devin two days in a row before in San Francisco and then Sacramento. But mm-hmm. their tour went on Wednesday, San Francisco, then I think they went Arizona, LA, like Boise, and then back to Sacramento before they go up to like Portland, I think. It's kind of a Who weird- Who designed that? I don't know. <laughs> but I they think- They should be fired. <laughs> I, I honestly think it was based around uh, Devin's son's birthday. Because oh, okay. when I saw him Wednesday, he said, I went home for 12 hours for my son's birthday, and here I am back on stage. Um, it's kind of a weird, just like, jump from one place to the other and try and like fit into both situations, I guess he was having a hard time with. But he, in between his songs, he kind of does this weird rambling that makes you think he should probably stop doing what he's doing. But then he <laughs> said, like, he like was in the middle of the guitar solo for uh, By Your Command, and he was talking about how weird everything is and just how he felt uncomfortable in his own skin. And then at the end of the set, he's like, I really love what I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't know which guy to believe. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, well, I, I feel that. <coughs> And then before that, I saw Coheed and Cambria at Ace cool. of Spades, which was a lot of fun. Um, I've only seen them in big venues. Like, I've seen them in the Warfield twice, and seeing them in Ace of Spades was a lot of fun because it's a small room. And I was up right. close, and it was just, like, a, a much, like, more communal experience, despite totally. me not, not yeah. really wanting, wanting it to be. But their fans are, are very, very powerful and loyal. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I... So I went and saw Dion Ford. Oh yeah, how the fuck was that? <laughs> that seems like it would have been it like was, a whole thing. I, 
I think it would have been had we had we gone to the Santa Ana, the observatory um, venue, because like the Hollywood Palladium is a big fucking room, and it's really pretty inside and everything, but because they have really big stage presence, which is great, but for some reason, even where we were, which was maybe a hundred feet from stage, like it just wasn't hitting us I don't know like it was still a really good show and they had like these giant inflatable babies with gigantic penises so that was exciting but um of course I do <laughs> uh yeah I don't know like it just wasn't I mean it could have also been the the amount of people there that were kind of just like crazy as shit because <laughs> it's Dion work yeah, but, does their fan base uh, match their like music and all that stuff? So I don't know how to answer that question because they have like every but every walk of life there. Dan will disagree with me. He says that there's only like two kinds of people that were there, but there were people in like those you know big animal um, onesies, and there were people there in like nothing, and there were people there that looked like they were punks, and there were people there who looked like they like enjoyed rap, and there were people there who like looked like they enjoyed metal. In fact, we were behind some people who were talking about the Gojira show, and <laughs> like it was just like everybody came together and enjoyed Deontward because they're fantastic. Um, and they're just kind of weird people. Like, it's, it's so fantastic, and I love them so much. But, like, they came out on stage, and I think the first thing that um, a Ninja said was, Say hello to your African daddy. <laughs> it was just really funny. Um, and then... Hi. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. And then um, he said something like... Um, say hello to your African queen and like a whole bunch of people booed that as if Yolandi isn't African because she's white. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, am I mistaken or isn't Ninja white? They're both white. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Although, but just, uh, what like, was it? I, I think you freaky video or yeah. fatty boom boom. One of those. She's in like all black body paint, which is weird. Right. But okay. Apparently it's supposed to be a it, leopard. What? Really? Because, uh, like, I know that that's war paint. And, like, that's why white people should not wear it. Because it's it's war paint of tribal people. But I don't know how to feel about it since they are South African. And they, like, that that is their culture because they have come from that place. So I don't, I don't know. But I don't know if they're, they're still, you know, considered white people because, you know, they are of the oppressive race. It's so confusing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they had a whole bunch of like really sketchy, you know, as they do like their videos, they had a whole bunch of really sketchy like images flash on the screen since, you know, it's, it's a rap show. So they have, I don't know. I don't really know what that has to do with it, but like, I've never seen a metal show or like any other type of show have um, a visual aid. Whereas like with a techno show, um, or like with a rap show, they have like just shit flying across LCD screens behind them <laughs> as they dance around. The only people I've really seen do that in metal were oddly enough Devin Townsend, and he had like weird cats and just like goofy shit behind him. <laughs> and during one song, like robots that were actually like robotic testicle things. And oh. yeah, he has a whole song. They, wait, hold on. Were they square or were they like round? Uh, they were square, but he says the song is about, quote, farting ball bags. So I don't really know what the marching robots, I, I think they're supposed to be the, like, the ball bags driving them or something. The whole Ziltoid uh, <laughs> storyline is confusing. All right. Oh, um, around the time you saw them, I there was, like, something going around that they were breaking up after next year. Did they allude to that at all? Oh, somebody brought that up when I told them I was going to see them. They didn't allude to that. Um, uh, no, I, I haven't heard anything about that, honestly, aside from somebody saying that they, that they had broken up. I don't know. Like, I didn't even look into it after that, because I was like, you probably don't know who I'm talking about. 
Yeah, I just saw something, I don't know, on Spin or Pitchfork or something, and then it just happened to be about the time you saw them. But good show? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good show. I just wish that I had seen it in a smaller venue. Did they have anybody opening for them, or is it just like them and done? They had like, I think they were these two local DJs that were just spinning while we waited for everybody to actually get into the venue because they had some pretty super strict security. Um, it took us like fuck like an hour to get in, um, and then. We waited another two hours for it to start. So it was supposed to start at like 7.30 and it started at 10. So I guess two and a half. Um, Wait, the opener started at 10 or they started at 10? They started at 10. That's about right. So it it was supposed to have been done when they started. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had a three hour drive home and it was awful. Rock stars. Yeah. Um, But it was... It was still a good experience and I'm happy we went. And Dan's happy he went too. Even though he was really unhappy about the drive. (laughs) Yeah, that yeah. that seems like it'd be a fun time, and fuck that drive though, like yeah. over, over and over, fuck that drive. Yeah, and there was a dust storm too, so it didn't help that I had dust in my eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even know there was a thing. Like, oh my god, it's awful. Have you ever been in a dust storm? Maybe. I uh, let's say no. <laughs> uh, so it's like, it's like. 70 mile per hour winds so like the worst winds we ever experienced in woodland it's that plus there's just like sand being thrown at you (laughs) it's like a constant sand attack (laughs) is it super effective though it's extremely effective well that's good you can't look directly in front of you (laughs) if you're walking against the wind see then if you go to attack back you're probably gonna miss pretty very true your accuracy fell yeah very true (laughs) It's all Pokemon. Uh, speaking of some nerd shit, I finished the Harry Potter films, finally. Oh, yes. Okay, I want to know your overall feeling. Um, my overall feeling is I appreciate them as, like, a quality adaptation of the source material. But it made me realize I also don't think I like the source material very much. Enough. But uh, I give the whole thing probably as a film franchise a, a solid C. There's a lot to make. <laughs> All right. Like that first movie, again, I could have stopped there and just been fine. But the, the movies do get better and then they kind of get weird. Yeah. Totally. But I, I think that's just the story getting weird because I don't know. Yeah. Well, she, she, she had success and then she was like, oh, I have to make something with this. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't have very much respect for her, but that's just me. Have you read Cursed Child yet? Cursed Child? No. Mm-hmm. I read the the synopsis um, before it came out, and apparently it's 100% true. And I hated it when I read the synopsis, so I don't want to waste any time reading that stupid play. It kind of seems like they're going like what I described as an inverse, like Phantom Menace, where instead of seeing all your favorite <laughs> characters when they're little, you see all their all their kids mm-hmm. and that sounds like just such a chore so there's this fan fiction called my immortal oh like the uh, evanescent song yeah that's a thing I, th- I, th- I think it's i think it is my immortal i don't know whatever it is the plot line for the cursed child is almost on point with that fan fiction and it is one of the most um prolifically hated <laughs> and made fun of fan fictions in the history of fan fiction interesting so the fact that it's exact like and she had other people write this play for her and she just approved it so I which i find hilarious look. by the way yeah like I don't know. She was just so fucking done with it, but she still wanted to make money on it. So <laughs> I don't know. I just think it should have ended and she shouldn't have fucking kept going on it. Oh my God. And the Patronus thing. Oh my God. Oh yeah. That, that, uh, Potter more thing. Yeah. What'd you get it? You got a bear. I got a fucking bear, but like I kept taking the test over and over and like deleting my alternate accounts and remaking them. Dude. <laughs> I, ne- I no no I never got the same thing twice. 
So I think that it's all bullshit, and I have a little bit of evidence to corroborate that in that somebody did a statistical analysis of like where people got sorted and it it was so not only the patronus thing but also the other sorting quizzes are completely rigged so that the houses each have equal members so it doesn't even matter where you got sorted it's not actually a, a true representation of who you are huh cuz like yeah. I know Katie did it twice and got Slytherin both times. Okay, I don't know. I I heard that the um. I think I got Gryffindor both times. I got Gryffindor most recently, so I took it again after the Patronus thing came out, and I got Gryffindor. Which makes zero fucking sense because I answered all the questions exactly the same. Well, what I, I tried to do it one time for the Patronus, and then it froze on my phone because it doesn't seem to like phones. And then I tried it again, and it wound up working, but it gave me different questions completely. Interesting. I don't think it's I've the same question. Hmm. Like yeah, like every single time I try and answer, I might get the exact same ones. But whatever, I don't, I don't care. Like it. <sighs> The way she explains it is the house you or the the qualities you most admire or think that you know is the most effective way to do things. That's the house you belong in. So, I don't know. The starting hat quiz is stupid, but the <laughs> what really bothers me is the um, Ilver Morning House, which is like the American one. Yeah, I think I'm an infinite cat. Is this yeah, one we did after our show? Yeah, yeah. this one we did after show. Um, I, I was claimed a Wampus too, but like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it might just be because she hasn't come up with any other um, descriptors other than the fact that, like, being a Wampus means you're like this person in this really short story that has no character depth to it. So, I don't know. And people keep making it out to be something that it isn't, I think, on Tumblr. So it's hard to, like, have any <laughs> any loyalty to it. I don't know what that would even matter, but whatever. Are you going to see Fantastic Beasts? Hell fucking yes. It looks really good. You're so stoked about it still. You're mad about all the, all the other I'm stuff. I'm mad about like, J.K. Yeah. Rowling. I don't think she wrote the script for this. <laughs> Did she have anything to do with the movie scripts, or was it just adaptations across the board? I think she just approved them. So I think they were just adaptation. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, if I were as successful as she was, fuck yeah, I'd have other people write that shit for me. Like, I wouldn't want to... <laughs> I would just bathe in my $10 million or whatever the hell it is. She's probably up to a billion now. I wonder if she could actually, like, uh, Scrooge McDuckett and fill a, a, a swimming pool with money and swim in it. That'd be gross probably. and probably difficult, but I'd do it once. As long as it was freshly printed money, it wouldn't be so bad. But yeah, if any of that money had been in circulation, it'd be really disgusting. Because money is so dirty. <laughs> Money's real dirty. Um, so you said you haven't done anything. Is that actually true? Do you have anything else? Uh, Like, I'm doing a 10K tonight. That'll be oh, something shit. to do. <laughs> yeah, awesome. the Octobrew Fest sponsored by Sudwork. Uh. So it's just like right down the street for me. So I'm going to walk like five minutes, run for a while, and then walk home. They uh, gave out like a free sample of beer. Oh, I thought it was going to be after the run, but I went to pick up my like silly bib or whatever the hell they're called last night. And they're like, oh, here's your cup. I was like, so now? They're like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So <laughs> I got my free beer last night. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my notes and I've got like finished Harry Potter, which I'm about to delete. Oh, Dennis got fixed. That was that was funny. That was funny. Well, so we did this thing through our uh, local SPCA where they take the the cat to Sacramento, they fix her with a whole bunch of other ones, and they bring her back that night. Which yeah. wound up being stressful for Katie Bear because I don't know she didn't like the idea of Dennis being alone and scared off in Sacramento. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That's not Sac that's not nice. Uh, I mean, the price was good, and they seemed to have good reviews about doing it. And Brought her back safe and sound, just with her belly shaved, which, by the way, is still shaved-ish and is fucking weird. I hate it. 
Well, when she first got home, her belly was orange from whatever like disinfectant they used. Yeah. And that was just strange. And also, she was still really, really, really high, which was yeah. hilarious and adorable. Because <laughs> she tried like. Does she have a cone? No, she didn't. It was a tiny, oh. a tiny incision. I guess it was like, it was fine. And by the time she was, like, able to lick it and get to it and stuff, it was not an issue. But yeah, she kept trying to do cat things and like go from the counter to the couch. We had to catch her a couple times, and she just looked at us like she was real drunk, and confused. It was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, now she's a, now she's no longer a queen. I think it is. A queen? I think that's what it was. I read about cats. An unfixed cat is a queen, like a tomcat, but a queen. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Cats are matriarchal. 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 Made of charcoal. Yes. Made of charcoal. <laughs> um. Huh. Interesting. What, what else have you been up to? Um, I went to TwitchCon over this past weekend. That I had a midterm that I should have been studying for. In fact, I studied at TwitchCon didn't work out so well but i mean whatever uh that was actually a really good time because i met a couple of lawyers and um some people that i will hopefully be able to uh network with properly in order to <laughs> get jobs in the future what happens uh, at TwitchCon? so there's a lot of panels there's a lot of uh game demos um, they hand out keys for you to give out if you're a streamer. Um, keys? Yeah, so like, you know in Steam, they have like the ability to type in a, a, a game key and it shows up in your roster of games? Yes, okay. So like, they'll give you that key, so you don't have to have like, the whole thing, the whole like, DVD case for your game. You just get the key and then you pop it in. Um, but like, so Amazon recently acquired Twitch and uh, they've decided to move into the gaming industry and they had a game there called Breakaway. Um, and it's super corporate. Like they had, they must have had some serious, uh, um, oh my God, what's it called? Like. Uh, studies where you figure out what people like about games and what you don't. I don't know what the hell you'd call it. Focus that. grouping. Focus grouping, thank you. <laughs> um, because, like, it's... It's like... Do you know what a MOBA is? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, so, like, League of Legends or Dota. It Basically, you have these two goals um, and these two sides of the map. One side is yours, one side's your opponent's. What you want to do is you want to get to the other side and, like, destroy their crystal of energy or whatever the fuck it is, right? So this game takes that and it shrinks it down, because usually that map is really, really big. Mm -hmm. So it shrinks it down so that it's a lot more action in a very confined space, and you're basically just trying to score points on the other person. Um, and you can use traps, and you can use, um, like, weaponry, and um, uh, you can, like, hit the ball out of people's hands and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a, a, a MOBA meets a game, like a, a sports game. Um, like Katie Ball, right? Like Katie Ball. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot all the rules to Katie Ball. So did I. Um, but yeah, so it's like that, and Dan is super obsessed with it. Anyway, they gave away these game keys, but the keys are like coins, which is really fucking cool, because they're pretty, they're not like super high quality, but I think they're at least made of metal. And then they have like the game key on the back of them, and the, on the front they have like, um, the, the icon for Spartacus, which obviously is a really racist rendition of a Roman soldier. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's a cool concept, and, you know, sometimes corporate takeovers can be good for <laughs> good for things, I guess is the point of my story. So, so far it's working. Yeah, yeah. Um, but aside from that, we met a whole bunch of people that, that watched Dan. He got called to almost every five seconds. 
Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know the whole world. Is Dan like a big deal doing Twitch stuff? Not like, like he knows. I have friends all who independently of people. That's cool. You have friends who independently what? Like know of his of his like Twitch. Oh fuck, really? Yeah. Shit, It'll, like tell him that because like he he needs to know that because okay. he he constantly gets down about it because he doesn't have a whole bunch of followers and he isn't like blowing up or anything. Um, but he knows all of the people that are big deals and they all like him. It's just that anytime that he goes and tries to get partnered, he doesn't, he doesn't meet some specific part of their qualification, even though people that don't meet those specific parts of their qualifications are already partnered. So <laughs> I blame the mustache. Yeah, that might be it. Make or break. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's he's doing really well for himself there, and he's making a lot of good friends, and he's he's just being a good person. He does a lot of charity stuff, and yeah. So if you're listening, go go follow him. His name is Danataj, D-A-N-O-T-A-G-E, on Twitch. <laughs> Plug. This episode brought to you by Twitch and Danataj. <laughs> Except not really. <laughs> Don't want to get sued. That's. Is Dan gonna sue you? No, Twitch would. Mm. We can say it's sponsored by Danataj because technically I'm using his. Well, I don't know. I've been paying for the rent, so really this is my house. Ooh, and then... shit. <laughs> so in a in a weird way, you are Danataj. I am Danataj. Cool. Yeah. So um, I have a feeling the new Beck album is going to suck, and that no. hurts my feelings. <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, he's released well. There's been two official singles released from it. One was like fun at first, but then became really annoying. And the other one's actually like kind of fun. But then this third song that leaked is called Up All Night. And it's real bad. And it makes me real sad. And I think song one and song three are going to be the uh, tone of the album, which is like a modern pop dance album. I mean, I could have seen that coming. Yeah, he's done like... (laughs) He's done. He's so disappointed. I am, because his last album was so good, but it was so sad. <laughs> and he's done like a dance sort of album before in uh, Midnight Vultures, but it was all like 70s funk inspired and Prince inspired. And I don't, I don't want it to be bad. <laughs> but you just gotta, gotta admit sometimes your heroes suck. This might be one of those times. Maybe I'm wrong. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Well, his very, very early stuff is not is not good. Like Golden Feelings, his stuff pre loser, who it's all real bad. Oh really? Yeah, so well, it, it's okay. I mean that's yeah, that's just like the, the general way that artists go though, 'cause it's it's a creative endeavor and sometimes, you know, when you're when you're trying to create things it's not all good stuff. And I, I, you have the pressure of, oh, well I need to release a new album either that's from your your fans or from um, like your record label and so you know you really shit sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean like once you're once you kind of get the hang of it like with loser you have a general idea but then you might not be inspired and then you might not meet Daniel's <laughs> what? specifications oh. <laughs> but what about my specifications well, Does he know them? He should. You should send him a letter. Be like, this is what I expect from you. Don't disappoint me. <laughs> well, I'm going to look for that. Beck, Beck, <laughs> care of whatever label. Dear Beck, I love you, but right now you're hurting my feelings. Don't don't disappoint me. Otherwise, I'll be sad and you owe that to me, I guess. JK, I'll buy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy it and see you live a whole bunch and then quietly be mad about it, but still probably sing along. Really? You'd still go see him live? Yeah, probably. Because, uh, oh. I mean, over half a set is probably going to be the stuff I really like, which I'm, I'm down with. That's fair. Yeah. What? Um, what? I hear people talking on your own. Oh my fucking God, you can hear that? Yeah. I can barely hear that. <laughs> There's just some people standing outside. What are they doing? 
I don't know. Invite him to be guests. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now joining us, randos. Yeah. Um. Do you have a fun court case, or do you have anything else for us? I have... I don't know. Most of the court cases we've been learning about lately are super fucked up. Uh. But um, here's one that's kind of weird because it's, I don't know. Go on. It, it's very, okay, so it's called Morissette versus the United States. It happened in 1952. So this guy goes into like an abandoned army base, I think. And he, um... He collects a whole bunch of casings. Like bullet casings? Yeah. Um, like bullet casings. And he like smashes them down and turns them into trinkets. He earns $84. And then he gets, <laughs> gets sued by the government for taking their property. Because it's like a federal offense to use government property for profit. Mm -hmm. And um, the guy was like, no, no. Like, really... It was abandoned. How was I supposed to know that, you know, you guys were still using it? <laughs> and then they, I think the court, yeah, they, they, they ruled that the intent of that statute was, like, for dangerous items. And because he was just smashing down casings, it wasn't really a problem. And so he got acquitted. Yeah. Hmm. What were... The rest of them are just really fucked up. Let's see. Just yeah, what? just a headline on them. <laughs> um, let's see. Should probably get out of crim though. Oh, there, <laughs> there's a case called State v. Woods. This guy from like New York or something. He he goes to Las Vegas with this chick that he's been like fucking on the side. So he's married to this other woman, right? He goes to Las Vegas. Um. And he files for a divorce in Las Vegas for the other woman. And then, like, that same day, he gets married to um, the new lady. And apparently there's a law that says that you can't... Um... <sighs> fuck, I don't even remember what the, what the fuck that is. But it's, like, just because you don't... Right, just because you don't know about something or you think that is it's a mistake of fact just because you think that the divorce has gone through doesn't mean it actually has so you're still held liable um wait when does the divorce go through uh because she has to like she has to be notified of it so he did it like without any time lapse in between the two things so just because the paperwork had been filed doesn't mean the divorce had been finalized Ah, I see. Didn't get the yeah. bureaucratic stamp or something. Yeah. Uh, let's go to torts. Torts? There's a lot of really messed up stuff in torts. <clears throat> oh. Um, actually, instead of going through that, let's talk about a fundamental... American ideal called um, non-faisance non-faisance I don't know how you pronounce it which basically says that you don't have a duty to do anything to protect people that you don't have a special relationship with so like if you and I were walking down the street and I got hit with a car you wouldn't have any duty to go like help me <laughs> wait is that no, real? I thought the opposite yeah, was true no, it's real. Like, um, you can sue for damages caused to your psyche by that action, but you don't have a duty to help me. The person who hit me does. Right. Because they had, they had like a general duty to drive safely, right? But you have no duty to go help me because you and I are not in a particular type of relationship. Like, I'm not your child. I'm not a student of yours. I'm not anything like that. So you don't, you don't have a legal duty. People would say you have a moral duty, but nobody can sue you because you didn't go help me. Like, I can't be like, hey, listen, <laughs> what the fuck, Daniel? 
We've known each other for so long. I mean, you just um, said we don't have any relationship. We're not friends or anything. So that's I'm not helping you anyway. What a so weird friends, way to find out. Friends doesn't even matter. Like, you can even be a sibling of somebody and not have a duty to protect them. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and in fact, if you're a child, you don't have a duty to your parent, but your parent has a duty to you. But that's only if, if you're, like, an actual, like, minor. Pretty Once you deal. become an adult, they don't have a duty to you. <laughs> but, yeah, like, America is super weird about that. Because, like, a whole bunch of European nations have the have a general, like, Good Samaritan rule. Or, like, I know that there's some states that have a Good Samaritan rule, like New Hampshire or something. Um, it might not be New Hampshire, actually, because I think that's a pretty libertarian state. I don't really know anything about the East Coast, so it's one of those <laughs> areas that it's has a good Samaritan statute. In the Northeast, where all those small yeah. states hang out. Right, basically. <laughs> you and can't Maine. differentiate between them. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of them have good Samaritan statutes. And so, like, in those states, you'd be obligated. But, like, in California, no. <laughs> good enough. Our teacher's favorite um, hypothetical of that is. You have an Olympic swimmer just getting a tan on a beach and a little toddler is out in the ocean drowning and she has no obligation whatsoever to go and save him, even though she, you know, probably could because she's a really good swimmer. No obligation. <laughs> on that note, my, one of my favorite memes going around uh, when the Olympics were happening was <laughs> that the Olympic swimming pool has a lifeguard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. And it was like this person who was sitting there with like a floaty, just looking sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I enjoy that. I mean, it, yeah, it's important, but completely useless. So was that your fucked up one? No, there's plenty of fucked up ones. I, I just, um, okay. Two that we went over recently were, um, you don't sound excited at all. <laughs> well, okay, it's just they're really gross to think about, and like, at least in these cases, the court is trying to exercise justice over them by like bending the law in such a way that they are held liable. But in a lot of cases, I'm finding out that the law, taken strictly, is really like not adequate for justice just because of the whole you know we would rather see a guilty man go free than an innocent person get imprisoned so they take a lot of things strictly and whatever but so in the non-faisance realm there's a couple cases where like these guys dare this girl to drink a whole bottle of like a Jägermeister or something. It's fucking, it's something really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And she drinks it and she starts obviously vomiting and, and, you know, alcohol poisoning and whatever. So they, they kind of prop her up a little bit. They, they take her shirt off in a non-sexual way to make sure she can breathe and all that kind of stuff. And they like leave her in the basement. And then they're told, or they tell people not to call the police because you know they're underage and they let an under, and they dared an underage person to drink and they didn't want to get in trouble for that. So she dies, and um, the court holds them liable on the sense that well they started to render help and made it impossible for others to help them to help this person, so they are now held liable. Because, like, if you do a little bit of something to help somebody, then you're held liable, since you didn't actually help them. But if you don't do anything, then you're not held liable. <laughs> That's super weird. Right? It's, I don't, I, people think, one of the arguments for it is that it encourages um, altruistic behavior, and I'm just like, no, the fuck it doesn't. What are you talking about? Because then people will just, like, not do anything, and it leads to, like, the bystander effect where people just watch. <sighs> so, in, we just the to <laughs> in the future, I need to know not to help people. Whether I know yeah. them or not, I don't be held liable. It's a pretty good deal, actually. Yeah. Oh, God. 
It's just so bad. And then there's this other one where these kids run out, where they, they were drunk. Um, and the guy who's driving runs over a motorcyclist and they like, they crash down on the side of a hill. They have cell phones, so it's not that long ago. And they call a whole bunch of other people except for the police because they don't want to get caught because they were, you know, drinking and driving and underage. And then they just decide to fucking flee the scene. <laughs> and the court, the court has to finagle it so that, like, because they had called other people, you know, the two people that were passengers in the car, not the driver, because obviously the driver's held liable, but... Um, the passengers, because they had called other people, they uh, they had the ability to render aid, although it wasn't like because they didn't do something really, really simple that they were showing that they could do. That's why they were held liable. So just be really careful about it if you really don't want to help somebody. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like the legal system is a little fucked, would you say? Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's not great, and the fact that we... We determine most of our cases based on precedent. So if, if a judge... So if I become a judge, and... Which would be cool, by the way. Yeah, no, I'd fucking love to be a judge. <laughs> That'd be like, that's my dream. <laughs> Um, and somebody before me says, oh yeah, well, we're just going to let people who, um, I don't know, partially render aid free since, you know, they were just trying to be good people. And hmm, I don't know a good example of this, but if, if somebody makes a really fucked up law, I have to follow that unless I have really good reason or evidence not to. So it has to be such a like dire circumstance that I don't follow precedence. So like if we fuck ourselves, if, if a judge fucks the system, we can't unfuck it. Unless there's like a really fucking good reason. That's why we have such problems. Fact. <laughs> well, also the legislature, but that's that's a completely different realm that I don't know enough about to really make a comment on. And that is the ruling of Judge Laumiz, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be my judge name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please welcome Judge Laumiz. <laughs> you have to make sure all the bailiffs know it by heart or else they can't bailiff. Very true. Um, before I go on to my recommendation, have you been to Universal Studios, like, theme park thing? No, I really want to go, though. Okay. I meant to tie it in with my Harry Potter conversation, because we're going there in a couple weeks. Uh-huh. And I just wanted tips and tricks, but so far, all we've got down is that we're just going to eat a fuck ton of food in Simpsons Land and Harry Potter Land, and anything else is bonus. So. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Just drink butterbeer. <laughs> that's all I would go there to do. I would drink... I drink butterbeer. I would go there to get a wand and um, my my robes, and that's it. Like, <laughs> I would just really go there to drink butterbeer and get a wand and get my robes and look at everything and touch everything and get chocolate <laughs> frogs and do this and do that and find a Dobby and make sure it doesn't die very much. Doesn't die very much? Yeah, Dobby dies. R.I.P. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, he sort of. <laughs> well, I thought Dobby was super annoying, and I remembered him dying from the other movie I watched. So. Yeah, I mean it's gonna sound heartless, but I didn't cry when he died. I cried when Hedwig died. Yeah, I saw your your died. comment on my my stream of consciousness of those films. <laughs> those are my favorite, by the way. I hope you do other films like that. <laughs> I keep hearing that. Like I had some people tell me, like, "Hey, man, you know, I, I liked your things. I'm kind of disappointed that you're set that you're done." I was, "Whoa, really?" No, yeah, totally. Like, uh, I don't know if there's a way to. I mean, I guess you could just like unfold it. And then just post it on like Reddit or something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did recently start doing the Reddit thing. And how is that going? Is it sucking up your life? Because when I was doing it, it was sucking up my life. Uh, yeah, I got on my phone and I'm subscribed to like 40 things, but it's mostly just oh. like it's mostly like cat pics. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Like when you first sign up, they have like a bunch of things that you're just automatically connected to already, 
And one is shower thoughts, which takes over a lot of my day, which is just like dumb stuff. Like this one, over the past year, I've taken so many before pictures of my body without, while telling myself I'm going to start working out. I basically just have a slideshow of me getting fatter. No, yeah, I saw that one. (laughs) I have that on my Tumblr. But yeah, so it's just like cute shit and then that, and then occasionally there'll be like a Simpsons thing. So it's, it's fine. (laughs) like all the fervor behind it and the whole culture behind it like maybe i'm just too late to become a part of it or maybe i'm just not wired that way like i basically go on tumblr now to lurk on like the meme things i follow or like also music shit but like i know there's huge tumblr culture still and i just i can't keep up well i mean it's not that bad of a thing when you consider that most tumblr people are like 12. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say you dodged a bullet there. All right. It was just a good outlet for polite metal lyrics at the time, and then I stopped doing those, and I still pop yeah. in to see what's going on. Not too no, much. No, yeah. I mean, like, I, I basically use Tumblr like you use Reddit. Like, it's just a place for cat pics. <laughs> <laughs> I get sweet, uh, like, vegetarian food recipes there. I follow a lot of uh, veggie blogs on there. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, and just, I like, have, dessert I form. follow... What? <laughs> dessert porn. Dessert porn. I thought you asked if there was porn. On Tumblr? Um, Is there? Yeah. Hmm. Fucking, oh my god. I'm so, kidding. You know I'm how... absolutely kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you about this off stream. All right. Off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Tumblr's a weird place. Yeah. I don't I don't really understand most of their algorithms. That's, that's all I'll say. <laughs> well, former future guests whatever uh jackie when she found i was doing polite metal lyrics back in college on um on tumblr she's like tumblr's a dark place and i was like (laughs) oh yeah i was like i mean that's cool i guess it depends on what you subscribe to and one of like the this is funny pages i followed i just happened to go down and they just went on a stream of just like reposting people being butt fucked so i'm like i need to get off of this oh (laughs) yeah i need to get off of this at what was work at the time so (laughs) it was just fun timing uh so we'll come back to your thing once i'm done recording and uh to take us out i've got actually two recommendations for this episode Uh, um i don't think i've mentioned this on the show but goodreads has like the app or website or whatever has this thing that they do where you do a reading challenge every year and katie did one based on all these different genres and stuff and it winds up being like 40 something books i'm like that seems like too much i'm gonna try and do 25 so i'm actually at 22 or 3 right now oh shit yeah it's weird i i don't didn't read much and now i'm just reading a lot and i find it strange but uh, one of the books I read this year is called You Don't Know Me, But You Don't Like Me. Fish, Insane Clown Posse, and the Misadventures of Two of Music's Most Maligned Tribes. Oh. So it's about this, this author who uh, is the head writer of the AV Club named Nathan Rabin. And he decides to spend some amount of time, I forget what it is exactly, trying to figure out what makes fans of Fish and the Insane Clown Posse like tick. So he goes to the Gathering of the Juggalos and finds out about the culture there and fish. He goes to just like a fuck ton of fish shows. And um, during all this time, he discovers he's bipolar. So there's also like a autobiographical side to it and his relationship with his, his girlfriend. And it mm-hmm. winds up being like a really interesting look at all those things. And while I am still not a fan of ICP's music, I kind of get their community until he goes into like when you're at the drug bridge at the uh, gathering of the juggalos and how it's a uh, endearing thing if a random man with no teeth yells that he wants to see a woman's pussy as she walks by oh yeah so that side of it I'm not really on board for but I, I think the like uh, coming from nothing and finding an identity and being I don't know positive about it is kind of nice but then there's some sides to it that don't really work it needs work yeah. but well yeah and fish is just drugs. That's what I've come to conclusion. <laughs> like I love Fish's music. I listen. I have a couple of their live albums. I will never see them live because I don't do drugs, and I don't think being drunk at a show would be very fun. And yeah. also, they're like five hours long, and I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> to see one band just so uh, I recommend yeah. that book if you're into either of those bands or into music or just kind of 
fringe groups. It's kind of an interesting read. That sounds interesting. And I think I just be kind of grossed out most of it most of the time, though. <laughs> uh, the ICP ones are, can be a little tough, uh, but the fish ones are just kind of drug communities. It's just like modern day hippies, and you find out that some of these people are like really well off people with white collar jobs, and this is their way to let loose. Yeah. That is not the case with ICP. <laughs> um, so I am going to properly end with a recommendation that is kind of. It's, it even feels obvious to recommend it, but I love it so much. It's the new Bon Iver album. Uh, 20, oh, I love Bon Iver. 22 a million is so good. Like, it's been five years since her last thing, and it's just so pretty. I want him to be my friend and, like, do his weird falsetto <laughs> whisper to me. <sighs> so good. I'll have to listen to it. Uh, I enjoy the song titles on it, because that's it. in itself is a fun game. Uh, the first track is called 22 parentheses, the word over, all caps, the letter S, three infinity symbols, N, and parentheses. Uh, and there's okay. a song called 666, upside down, lowercase t. And uh, finally, 10 death, death beasts? Death breast, square, square. Death breast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it does say death breast. I thought it said something else. But uh, every letter has a space. The capitalization is all over the place. So maybe that means something. I don't know. He's a quirky dude. Very quirky. But very good. Yes. So has that been episode 60? By the way, episode 60 just... Yeah. 50 was a whole thing. And 60 like, eh, 60. Let's keep going. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 50 is like, here's every guest we've had. Minus, like, three. But whatever. Hooray. And then 60... 60 huh that's cool <laughs> like that's what I, I was in the middle of yawning when I typed in 60 into my phone for the episode number well we can do a cool thing for 75 if you're really so upset about it eh. <laughs> could do something really stupid and silly for like episode 69 but 75 is probably the way to go <laughs> do we want to do that <laughs> no nah, probably not <laughs> All right, so thank you for listening. Our email is blipcast at gmail.com. We're on facebook.com slash blipcast. Twitter at blipcast. Uh, I'm at Ovacord. She's at Lady Laumans. Thank you for listening. Do you tweet much these days? I feel like I don't, although I've, I've picked uh, it up lately. Just not really. I, I, I tweet sporadically. Tweet at us I, anyway. Give us a reason to talk back. Have, have a lot, whole bunch of people have randomly started following my Instagram, so... There's that. I posted one picture recently. <laughs> you always come up in my people you may know, but you don't like do anything, so I haven't actually followed you, I don't think. Rude. Fine, I'll do that right now. Whatever. I posted a really nice picture of Dan and his cousin and two other people that he met on Twitch. One of them has a porn stash. Oh, I'm going to go find this right now follow there <laughs> there you are uh one of them has a porn stash is the one with the porn stash dan no because the they're one right next to dan his hands covering it oh really yeah i mean i see a big else? beard i see like kind of a five o'clock shadowy and then there's a dude covering his mouth and then dan it's the dude covering his mouth that's porn stash oh shit it's really a distraction talking to him because <laughs> you just hear like wah guitar just wow wow <laughs> yeah. all right so that's all the episode right. ba -da -ba -da -ba. Bye. and hi <laughs> sorry uh i was playing on my mic got a little distracted plus i'm just oh. looking at dan making a face which is Still not used to it, I guess. <laughs> well, that means you should watch him, watch him stream. Wow, good. My tongue is lazy today. It's going to be an exciting... <laughs> Fucking lazy tongue. <laughs> Sounds like a weird slur. <laughs> Goddamn lazy tongue. Come in my country. Not learn my tongue. Strength. Yeah. strength. Like, I think it's like an insult for like British people, right? Or like... I don't know. It's got to be, like, dialectical. I would think Americans would have the lazier tongue. If you were to boil down the English tongue activities. 
Wink. I guess so. <laughs> How can you hear my know. voice and such on your end? Yes, I can. All can right. you hear my voice yeah. and such? <laughs> yeah, we're good. I was having a lot of trouble trying to get my thing to work, and then I just switched some chords around, and it magically worked. So I'm a little amazed right now. <laughs> oh, I should probably turn off my air conditioner. Give me a second. Oh, hey, you don't have your um, smoke detector beep happening anymore. Did the other room burn down? You didn't oh, hear. and uh, Kitty is chasing a fly, so if she starts chittering, that's why. <laughs> uh, Dennis is around doing stuff. I decided I'd, let, <laughs> I'd leave the door open so she could not meow at the other side of the door and fuck up the carpet. So that sounds she, she might bring a spring in for me to throw for her, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Alrighty, shall we? Yeah. <clears throat> A Catbox Production.